0: listening to the Apollo Podcast Network 1
1: was a great year is that when you were born that's when i was born good old year 1986
2: good lord yikes Yikes. all right we are live streaming uh we don't have to talk about the rockets anymore um that that was that was that was Bad and, and, and very depressing.
3: There are other yeah. Apollo media properties you can check out. If you want to hear about that, we don't have to do that here.
2: <laughs> if you hear me chewing into the mic is because I've been running around with like a chicken with my head cut off and my hair on fire <laughs> and I haven't eaten today. So bad, bad radio, but here we are. All right. Oh, peanut butter was not a good choice to podcast with. All right. Three, two, one, welcome to the One Take Podcast, episode 86, doing no time to die. We are back, folks, after two weeks, I think, of being off. Just quick shout out, even though it was two weeks off, thank you so much to all of our new followers. You made uh, Squid Game the most downloaded podcast in this podcast history, you heathens. Way to go. Thank you.
3: Yeah, shout out to y'all. And also Appreciate all it. of you who like read my little write-up about the ending of Squid Game and why it's bad. One of the like most popular blog posts in the website's history. Y'all love Squid Game concepts. So they drop a season two soon so that we can just keep getting this cloud.
2: Just off of other people's cloud. Anyway, how are we all doing? We doing oh well. I'm I'm dying. Slow death before before I get married. It's it's
3: <laughs> the minutia
2: of this is, is wearing on Caitlin and I. We're just like, can we can we be done?
3: <laughs> I mean, yeah, nothing like that going on for me at the moment. I'm I'm big chillin' <laughs> over here, but you know, I uh, I have to get prepared to go to some loser in Waco's wedding this weekend. So you know, there's a lot for me.
1: <laughs> Swag. I'm doing okay. Other than there are three things that people might think were good at some point that are actually bad that are ruining my life. Um, one of those is Longhorn football, Effectively <laughs> bad. Objectively awful. Uh, two, so many people are saying this. Two is Rockets basketball. Now, I didn't expect the Rockets to be good, but I definitely expected to be at least competitive against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Which, with all due respect to the Timberwolves, I did not expect to get ran out of our uh, out of the building by those guys tonight. So I don't like that that much. And three, um, there's a particular actor in this film that is bad, and I am fucking tired of it. And we'll talk about it on the podcast. And other um, than that, my life yes. is great. <laughs> mommy relic
3: <laughs>
1: i'm sick of it bro we have to it's time for honesty i'm sick of it bro i gotta be real
3: we gotta it's time i don't give a fuck what the academy said like they lied
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh all right so we are doing no time to die that includes one rami malik uh came out uh, just a few weeks ago it is a long <clears throat> Two and a My half, God. two hours and 43 minutes total runtime. Uh, 7.6 on IMDb, number one rated popularity on that website. Uh, 68 Metascore. James Bond has left active service. His piece is short-lived when Felix Leiter and an old friend from the CIA turns up asking for help, leading Bond onto the trail of a mysterious villain armed with dangerous new technology. Uh, written and directed by Kerry Joji uh, Fukunaga, uh, also Neil Purvis has a screen and Robert Wade have a screenplay pl- uh, credit, and um, the big one that they uh, they brought on Phoebe Waller-Bridge also has a screenplay credit.
1: The goat. <laughs> Did you say boo, Dex? <laughs> please don't boo Phoebe Waller-Bridge on this podcast, please. I, Good lord,
3: I'm not there.
1: I, she, everything <laughs> that she touches is fucking gold props to that woman
2: you you can see where she had her hands on the script i will say everything
1: she touches is gold
2: um Mm. it it, this is we're moving on from this i'm not gonna get into this slander i'm not gonna i'm not gonna there's too many she has too many fans i'm not gonna do it um daniel craig Comes back for the last time. I mean, the last time as as James Bond. Uh, leah Sado is Madeline. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Like we, we, you don't. I mean, you don't know. Well, what? We'll, but yeah, spoiler alerts for the rest of this podcast. By the way, it's this just too long to to get around. Um, Rami malik comes back as I don't even know. His name is Lucifer.
3: <laughs> I Lustif- caught that the second time I watched this movie and I was like, okay, what the fuck are we doing?
2: Lucifer Safin. So horrendous like, name. Lucifer Satan. <laughs> uh, good lord. Lashana Lynch uh as uh, her name in this is Nomi, but her she's 007. Uh Rafe Fines as M. Ben One Shaw's back as Q, Naomi Harris as uh, Money Penny. Jeffrey Wright, the deepest voice in the West, as Felix Leiter. Billy Magnuson, a random big role in this film. Uh, and Christoph Waltz as Blofeld. Um, come back.
3: So... You didn't name the most important appearance of this movie. Who? On a Day
2: Oh, she's... Sorry, she wasn't in the... Um, top credit there she is Anna De day yeah she's after she, christoph- she stole the movie she's after christoph waltz she's in this movie literally 10 minutes and she throws 115 miles an hour she is in here as uh bond girl slash secret agent actually uh paloma and uh she the best part of the movie <laughs> and uh yeah easily so, easily
1: and- the best part of the movie for sure
2: and we're going to get bonked probably on this podcast, but good Lord. Oh my God. She came into the movie and I I audibly, I was with my dad. I audibly said, Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> what a stunner. And then she got a big ass machine gun and started whooping people's ass with her feet and hands. Absolutely incredible performance from that woman. Absolutely incredible. Teed said feet first. Let that be known. <laughs> I'm not a feet person, but she did start kicking people in the face and I was into it. I'm not going to lie. I would definitely let her kick me in the face.
2: Ana de Armas, kick me in the throat challenge. Um, (laughs) $250 million budget. Uh, Best, I think this is the COVID movie. So, I mean, if we're we're still in, I mean, numbers are going down, but we're still in COVID. So, uh, But it has grossed worldwide $452 million worldwide so far.
1: Uh, not bad in a pandemic at all
2: now doing well is probably why they didn't sell this movie to netflix or however much they wanted like they wanted to sell it to like netflix or hbo i think back in the day for like 300 million dollars and everybody was and they were like no they're, like fine
1: we'll just keep delaying it whatever
3: this will soon yeah. be an amazon prime property because they bought mgm so
1: oh yeah <laughs> and uh a lot of the other movies are on amazon prime except for i think skyfall which is on hulu weirdly but a lot of the, uh, orig- the other Craig Bond movies are mm-hmm. on Prime as well.
2: Yeah, I think uh, so are the uh, Pierce Brosnan ones too, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. there's only like one good one of those. Anyway, uh, so, critics. Yeah, Jeff
3: Bezos, he owns James Bond and, you know, the Washington Post and Rocket Ships and mm-hmm. a bookstore. So those are things that are reasonable. What an insane portfolio things so. <laughs> And own.
2: Uh, and the worst cowboy hat of all time. <laughs>
3: yes that too other he's podcasts single, ladies
2: you single <laughs> good luck uh other <laughs> other podcasts have made you just can't be a cowboy hat guy when you're 50. you can't do it you can't become a cowboy hat guy
3: <laughs> isn't he like from seattle or something
2: i think he owns like a ranch in texas or something which is why they're doing that down there but like yeah i think that's where he founded the company like you just can't be all of a sudden it's like like, if you're not a Jordans guy, when you're like 38, you can't just start wearing Jordans all of a sudden be like, exactly. be like, yeah, this is my new thing. No, you're yeah. either a cowboy hat guy or you're not a cowboy hat guy. And Jeff Bezos, for as rich as he is, not a, cowboy, a cowboy, hat. cowboy hat guy. Can't, can't, can't force it. Can't make it work. Anyway, that's my rant on Jeff Bezos's style. If you're
1: rich enough, you could adopt a cowboy hat in your 50s if you want to. He's got enough money. I can't I'm, hate on. Still them. Doesn't, was, matter. Do it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You can have <laughs> eighteen
2: billion dollars, but or however, one hundred and ninety billion dollars, but some dude from Cut and Shoot Texas is gonna wear that cowboy hat better than you ever could. <laughs> Promise. In <laughs> fact, um, critics love this movie. Actually, it uh, has an eighty-four uh, percent critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, eighty-eight percent audience score. It, uh, it isn't the sleekest or most daring 007 adventure, but No Time to Die concludes Daniel Craig's franchise tenure in satisfying style. I agree mostly with that. Um, I it, There is a universe where, and it, it still kind of got some poopy pants, uh, internet haters for having a black, dub, black female 007 uh, or, you know, having, even though, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the movie... <laughs> log out right now (laughs) but she gives him back the moniker anyway which was she didn't have to do that like you didn't have to write that in but that was definitely like a fan service thing that they added in there like people are gonna be mad at us if we just keep her as 007 (laughs) and yeah so there's some there's some troll jobs on that and are we feminizing James Bond and I let me tell you this the women in this movie kicked ass yep up and down the awesome um except the main
3: one wasn't really feeling well, her but, you
2: know. I mean she's a she's a therapist she's not a who is agent. that actress uh she's a French actress and she was in she was in Spectre as well she's been mm-hmm. in, she's been in a few things I think her name is Leah Sidou or Sidou however you pronounce her name uh but she's also been in midnight in paris she was in the lobster that's where i know her from
1: i, I get it now. i was like who the fuck not on this woman that's one from the lobster i get she's it.
2: she's gonna be in the new the french dispatch
3: everyone's gonna be in
1: yeah movie.
2: every single person in the world is gonna be in that movie uh but yeah so i've, I've talked enough let just start with you you uh mainlined the bond craig films over the last week and you saw this one recently How does it compare? What do you think about... First of all,
1: Daniel Craig is the fucking coolest Bond of all time. I had no reference point. I have seen James Bond movies in the past from the previous Bonds, probably three or four of them. I don't remember which ones I've seen off the top of my head. I fucking had no idea that James Bond was going to be aggressively beating the shit out of people with his hands, drinking. I knew he was going to be whoremongering, but I did not know he was going to be literally being Jason Bourne. I had no idea that was coming. (laughs) When I clicked on that first movie, I did not realize that he was going to quite literally beat people to death with his hands. That's the kind of shit that I like. So I'm into the Daniel Craig is James Bond experiment. I watched the movies. Um, The bad ones that people think were bad were bad. The good ones that people thought were good were great. Mm -hmm. This one is good. I had a good time. It's two hours and 45 minutes, which is at least an hour too long. I really enjoyed the first two acts of this movie. And I was bored to fucking tears by the last act. Yeah. I didn't care. I stopped caring. Rami Malek is absolutely awful and everything. I'm sorry to the Mr. Robot fans. I've tried to watch a couple episodes. I'm just not into it. I've never seen Rami Malek in something that I thought that he made better just by being there. And I'm starting to get to the point where I'm tired of Rami Malek being invited into these movies that I like. The fucking Poison Garden was more interesting than Rami Malek's performance. You have great... People on, on we Ana de Armas was incredible. She's on screen for seven or eight minutes and Rami Malek is getting full-blown monologues that mean nothing to me. I know that this is where, spoiler alert, uh, the, the Daniel Craig version of 007 dies and they were obviously trying to play that out and get all the emotion out of it. You could, but I couldn't help but thinking, God, I was really enjoying this movie an hour ago and now I just don't care what happens to anybody in this film. I don't care. I do not care at all uh so i enjoyed it for the first two acts ban rami malek hashtag defund rami malek yes it's a perfectly fine movie if you like the bond movies previous to this movie i would i would say you would enjoy it but it's no skyfall and i didn't enjoy it as much as whatever the first one is called i can't casino royale brain casino royale because that was the first time i'd seen a daniel craig bond movie so that obviously has a special place in my heart so I would say it's probably my third favorite of the Dan and Craig Bond movies, but I enjoyed it. I would give it a solid B minus. It was fine. Um, even in the third act when he was like
2: shooting the hell out of people that didn't interest you at all, some of those scenes.
1: I lost interest in this film extremely quickly. I was just like, this film is still... After the scene where he they kidnapped the, the psychologist girl that was his love interest, I was like, oh, we're revisiting this theme where James Bond has a woman in his life that he thinks has betrayed him, but actually didn't betray him, which we really literally did with Vesper, who we start the movie with him going to Vesper's grave. It's the same themes. And I said, I'm just out. I don't care. I don't want them to kill the kid. Otherwise, I don't really care. I figured they weren't going to kill the kid. Once the kid was safe, I really stopped caring. I didn't care what happened to anyone. The last act of this movie was just bang, bang, shoot him up. Boom, boom, boom monologue, monologue, monologue. And I was like, I couldn't care less, but getting to that point, I had a lot of fun. I feel you. I'm generally
3: in the same place. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the time we end up in like the B minus to B plus range on movies, but that's kind of where I am. I just got to give it a B. I liked a lot of stuff about it. Uh, I'm a James Bond noob for the most part. I've seen like two or three of the old Bond movies. and I couldn't even tell you which ones they are other than GoldenEye. And you know, I've seen Skyfall like one time a few years ago. So, you know, I ain't come into this with like any crazy expectations or anything, but it's the last Daniel Craig Bond movie and it's you know a big tentpole IP release in 2021. You don't get a ton of those, you gotta go see them when they come out. So <laughs> I was excited to go see it just because of that. It's been delayed for like a year and a half, had to had to do it. But you know, I really enjoyed it. I thought the first like T said, the first couple of acts, after they get through the weird, like, two flashback scenes, that, like, first, like, 20-minute chunk of this movie is very boring and very stupid. But, you know, once they catch up to the present day, then it's really awesome. It's really cool. It's fun. Daniel Craig's really hot, like, shooting people, checking drinks and, you know, all this other shit. Ananda Armas shows up. She's amazing. Doing all sorts of amazing shit, as we discussed. My God. Just incredible uh i like the back and forth he had with the uh what's her name Numi, <laughs> uh the black 007 i thought that was yeah great. yes i thought that was a great bit and like they just kept coming back to it over and over and I, I thought it was funny every time laughed every time both times i saw this movie the only thing i didn't like is rami malik and the love story mm. i i guess you know if i had seen the other movies i might care about this random lady a little bit more she wouldn't be random to me but you know i just watching this movie i was like i don't give a fuck what happened to this lady or a child
2: tell you what i saw the other movie <laughs> i still don't give a shit <laughs>
3: And her just being like, oh, it's not your kid. And everyone being like, oh, that's funny. And then,
2: that, that very much is your kid.
3: Yeah, that's obviously your kid. We all know this. Like, what, what the fuck? That was really stupid.
1: <laughs> all right, we all know it's his kid. He's got the same eyes. Even he knows it's his kid. What are we doing here? Yeah. What are Although, we doing here? plot
2: hole, Teej, and you'll back me up here. After his balls were whacked to death, how's that dude having a kid? It's the point. biggest plot that's hole in this whole thing. Point. His balls were mangled in (laughs) Casino Royale. What a great scene, by the way.
1: Crazy. He was literally getting his balls mangled by someone. And all of a sudden now he's out here also shooting, you know, shooting viable kids into people. But by the same token, he should have died at least 176 times by my computations before we got to this (laughs) film. So I guess it works because if if James Bond is invincible, so is the offspring of James Bond. Also invincible until, of course, he died but he was invincible before that because he'd been in a lot of situations where he should have been dead.
3: Yeah, my man took like 80 missiles to the face and that's like how he They got made it. they made sure <laughs> you knew
1: he was dead in this movie.
2: Yeah. There ain't no fucking
3: way I'm coming
2: back. <laughs> Write me
3: out. Yes. I and mean, there's no don't even leave it open ended. Not even not even a little bit. Not even a hit. No, nah, we're done. Fade to white I mean, out of here. Don't
2: even find my DNA that they can clone me or anything. Like I'm <laughs> Daniel Craig said I'm out
3: blow all this shit up we're done <laughs> but yeah you know other than the love story and the previously mentioned Rami Malik who needs to be defunded and is not nearly as good an actor as anyone would have you believe and who Rod Bradley Cooper of an Oscar for best actor talk but, about it <laughs> that's neither here nor there uh, he stinks his villain stinks it's a nothing plot line none of it goes anywhere I, I, I didn't care. The first time I saw it, I watched it the second time thinking maybe I'll notice something I didn't notice before. No, there's just nothing here. That that villain is nothing. It's worthless. Rami Malek's performance is worthless. And yeah, I'm just I'm over Rami Malek. So, you know, other than that, good movie.
2: B. Um, I'm a, I'm higher on it than y'all. I have seen a lot of James Bond movies. I think uh, um, my dad had the original... Uh, Sean Connery ones on VHS, which you go back and you watch those movies. They're not great for a young kid to watch, but like I watched all of them at like seven or eight years old. Uh, so like I've had a connection with the, with this Bond movie. And luckily I was able to go actually see it with my dad. So that was actually really cool. But the, the thing about this movie, it is very much, I kind of have, I I'm, I'm there with y'all on, on the Rami Malek character. I thought he was like fine as as what they gave him to do like he didn't he didn't like do something so incredibly bad that I was like <laughs> that I was like oh my god it takes me out of it but no he was he was just eh, he was there and that was kind of the problem and so I've said that I was gonna say that most of the Bond movies they're about James Bond but it's like those this rogues gallery that you put around him like like Dr No and, and and Blofeld and previous movies and uh and in the Craig ones like Lashief and um whoever Javier Bardem uh played kind of when too. James Bond works really well is when you have and this is for a lot of spy movies or or superhero movies i guess when James Bond works really well is when the villain is all, is going toe to toe with him and he's outsmarting or outwitting or in daniel craig's case just beating people beating people to death (laughs) um it 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 is good whereas like jason Bourne, it was it was there was no like real villain or anything it was just him against like an organization and you were rooting for that character james bond sort of a lot of the times and i think it's just the nature of the character and um, how many people have played him and how many years it's been going on. You need a really good villain to get it going. This movie somehow made it to where we, all we cared about was James Bond and maybe it's what we knew about it being Daniel Craig's last movie, or at least for me, cause I have more of a connection to it. It being Daniel Craig's last movie, um, the, what went on to make this film uh, how much he put into this franchise and stuff like that. They made it about uh, Bond. Yeah. And it was completely about him. And even though, like, no one really cares about his marriage story. Like, I thought the woman he, that played Madeline was fine. Like, I thought she was she was good. And um, she's very good looking. Like, everyone in this film is hot. Everyone in this film. Every single is, person. Is very good. It's crazy. Um, but then... I just, I didn't care about the love story because of their interplay. I cared about it because it humanized the James the James Bond character more than what we've seen in previous films. Whereas, like, I guess with with Vesper and the first, like he the, he was angry and he was upset and everything, and they kind of they kind of tried to carry that through the whole series. Uh, eventually, it kind of becomes dumb. Like, why are we still? Hung up on this. Maybe it was the first woman I ever loved. That it, she didn't let me finish inside her, or something like that. That was like the whole, <laughs> like that. She was, <laughs> she was the first. She was the first woman that ever didn't let me do that. Um,
1: oh my god! But
2: it was it. There was this character. They. It, it, I put this on Twitter. is like they gave Craig more of room. Fukunaga gave Craig more room to act in this than in previous films whereas in previous films it was kind of i'm stoic and i'm gonna go beat the shit out of everybody we're gonna have awesome action sequences and then i'll maybe have a character moment of like ptsd or flashback or like i'm old and broken and done with this sort of thing this is like he was funny he had great interplay like it felt like an older james bond movie almost with updated action sequences which I think Fukunaga credit to that guy this movie came together so quickly I thought it was going to be a piece of shit like, a, like <laughs> seriously like two years ago they just kind of announced it they were like Rami Malik's the villain we're, we're going we're filming and I was like no way that this movie is any good because it just kind of came together and they were, then they were done filming yeah. and, it, and, it, and it, then it was just sitting I was like but apparently they knew what they had because they were like this is a good movie and it was. I thought it was going to be terrible. I really did. I went fully expecting. I was like, no way they land this on their feet after how boring Spectre was. Spectre was so boring. I was like, no way they landed on the feet. in Daniel Craig movies. I mean, he ended on a high note because his movies have gone up, down, up, down, and now up. And he ends on a, on a pretty good high note. I give it an A-. I really thought uh fukunaga's action sequences kept me invested the entire time that stair sequence um at the very end though when yeah. he's trying to get to the get to the uh, to open the the doors
1: and the, the i
2: yep. i was invested man i was like damn even though yeah. it was impossible cuz he got blown up by grenades like, he was using people as human shields. It was crazy.
3: Dudes are firing, like, 80 shots at him, and he just comes back with, like, one single pistol shot to the dome. Like Yeah. Done. But, yeah, I definitely wrote that down the second time. I was, like, fucking climbing up a tower scenes like that, Gibby every fucking time, yeah. no matter how many times I see the trope.
2: Like, Atomic Blonde or... Uh... Anything like that, any of those action scenes. I'm like, just
3: any of
1: it. There are a lot of those in this franchise specifically in the, in the, the, the Craig one specifically, I kept noticing in every movie, there was like a half, half abandoned, like half built building, but he was scaling and he's going from one floor to the next just fighting people and avoiding people and them shits always worked. It's up. I'm in some formula.
2: They figured it out with the Craig bond ones, because this is the most, I mean, Rosnan did a little bit as well too. And they had some gadgets in this, but this was like the least, this series as a whole was uh, of bond films. was like the least gadgetry sort of stupid, you know, this isn't an ejector seat and this is, and they had a little bit of that in there with the like Gatling guns in the car and everything else, mm-hmm. but like.
1: Incredible scene with the yeah, Gatling guns in the car. But this E&P is. He watch.
2: Yeah. So this is like the least bit of, of that kind of stupid stuff where it's like, it feels real. The, the, the action feels real and it feels like, Oh, this is a guy that actually kills people for a living. And Daniel Craig more than anybody else that has ever played James Bond it had made it feel like oh this guy, this guy's a killer like he actually kills people and especially like the wood scene too i was like he's just walking around stone cold i was like holy shit it was incredible i thought all the action sequences were great on a day armist throw out through through a 115 miles an hour randy johnson in just coming in oh my god Actually, she's like a Raldis Chapman in his prime. Like when he was on the Reds, and they're like, oh, well, the game's over. Like she just came <laughs> in and she was handpicked by because of Knives Out. She was handpicked by Daniel Craig to play uh, this character. Um, She whipped ass, man. She was great. I was like-
0: Yeah,
3: I uh, before this, I was like, I don't I don't know if like Anna Darmus is like a Good actress, or if she's just hot, and I'm just willing to watch her do whatever. But not after watching this, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm in. She's got it. Like she, she can do it. It's I not like a Blake sold. Lively situation where it's like you know you're just looking at her, you don't want to hear her speak. You
1: know. Oh God. I, I thought she was pretty in Knives Out, and I loved her performance. But I wasn't like extremely. There were a lot of people that were really attracted to her in that film, and I was like, she was cool, I guess. When she walked on screen with that dress on, I said, oh, I was the one who was wrong about this. It was me. <laughs> like, I was the one who messed this up. Obviously, I did not see something that I clearly saw when she was in that dress. And then after I had already decided that I was wanting to marry her, she then started beating people up and shooting machine guns. I was just like, I can only get but so happy with this performance. And then she just turned it up a notch. She should have been in the entire movie. She was incredible. Props to Anna de Armas coming on the set. For two or three days, and literally taking the movie over. What a goddess!
3: Yeah, I also had the thought. I have no idea how this person is now going to play Marilyn Monroe convincingly, but like, I'll watch it. Especially watch with it. her accent.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Especially with her accent, it's it's kind of interesting that that's her next character. But um, no, she came in, and that scene was also like funny and like slapsticky. It felt like a completely different thing. You know, yeah. like he comes in and it's just like, of course, you just saw a thousand people die from like a biogenetic weapon. But then he's like falling off a, he's like Yakety Sacks, like falling off a building or like and like <laughs> poured himself drinks and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's really, it felt like a cutscene in a video game or something. It was really weird, but it worked because of the interplay between Craig and their armist, but like, how did you feel? Because it was so weird, right? Because he was like, "Want to have a drink?" Yeah, okay. Like, and he's like, falling down into the bar and everything else. It's crazy. I don't know.
3: Yeah, watching that, like the setup of that scene, I was like, "Okay, this is kind of stupid." <laughs> like, well, one because I, I I'm not invested in like the Spectre thing or whatever, so I was like, "Why are all these people just in here having this big ass party?" Like, do they not? Do they not know that like James Bond is like right there? Do they not know what it looks like?
2: (laughs) Yeah, if you didn't see Spectre, you may be lost. Like this is one of the few these Bond movies actually have a through line. I did want to
3: ask you about that. You people who have seen the rest of these Bond movies with Daniel Craig in them, was this like a good way to end all that like Spectre shit? Because it seemed like they all just kind of died very quickly, like right there, extremely quickly, forever.
2: Um. It was a very big retcon to begin with. There's some there's some stuff with like it, it really was, I feel like a lot of this movie was tying up loose ends kind of for one for character development, but two for like for like the audience and stuff. It was like, all right, we can just actually end this thing and then the whole the next thing is like completely different. Although they haven't had a problem with soft rebooting the Bond franchise for 60 years. So it doesn't really matter if they soft rebooted it but they i felt like it was a definitely like hey we're done like we're you done know, they were just
3: like strange mist. everyone that you've like been <laughs> looking at for strange the past myths. four movies Dead. don't question it there's a weird miss at this party it's over like, we're done with that <laughs> fuck them
2: well but. it was such a it was such a bad sort of boring plot in the last movie anyway that, oh, this one organization runs the whole world sort of thing. The shadow organization. So just kind of just to kill them all off is like, (laughs) that's kind of funny. We gathered them
3: all in Cuba. We put a strange mist into the party and now they're all gone. No, No, no one has to worry about it ever again. But yeah, the setup for like the Anna de Armas scene. I was kind of like, you know, this is weird. I don't understand. And then they started fighting people and I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love everything about this. I am so fucking sold.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I going backtracking to that, like you were saying, the first 20 minutes of this movie is sort of boring, like the introduction of the Rami Mallet character, not character where he like saves her in the ice, like that was stupid.
3: It's like, a I was into in it.
1: Very I was briefly. fine with it. <laughs> He really? had a cool mask on. It made it cool. I was I was fine with it.
3: Him, like... How old is Robbie
2: Malick? Is Robbie Malick 70 years old? <laughs> like, how old is he supposed to be? He's like...
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't know how old this character is. Like, it, at the beginning, where they, like, end of this movie. But how old is Robbie Malick, actually? He's, like... In real 40s? life, like, yeah,
2: nearly 40, probably. He's probably yeah. way younger than I think. He's probably, like, 31,
1: which will be weird. Forty. Oh, really? He okay. saved her when she was like 70, and all of a sudden, when she was like 7, and all of a sudden, he's Rami Malik age when we they see him. the same age. Yeah. yeah, I'm <laughs> like, wait,
3: these people look like they're the same age. Also, him being like, you know, we're both in love with Madeline. I was like, hold on, play it. Wait a minute. <laughs> it was clear he was in love with her from
1: their first counseling scene where he was like, you have those eyes and you're very gorgeous, and you, when you save somebody, yeah, you share something it, with But them. it's like,
2: from it the Rami Malik sort of weird jaw whispered,
3: what uh, do you
2: have those eyes
3: that I saw? And they're like, <laughs> oh, dude, shut up, ew. When you save somebody.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, we're both in love with her and it's like oh i i spent five years with her every day and you met her like a week ago yeah, yeah we're both was in love tw- with her okay cool cool, cool, cool you cool, met cool. her
3: as a 12 year old and pulled her out of some ice and <laughs> after you tried her? to kill her yeah but yeah that like that whole like additional scene where he's like this fucking michael myers character like rising from this from the dead and then like, chasing her oh i forgot about ice. that they
2: she, she shoots she unloads a clip on him
3: yeah and then he just why was
1: she sitting there i know she's a kid but like every as soon as she went down there i was like no he's not dead don't go down there back up like just let him lay there go get an adult why the fuck are you down there with him checking his whatever the fuck you're doing you're a kid like get away from he's a grown-ass man
3: did she think she was gonna go bury him somewhere and that was like like... why do you think you're gonna marry a a buried grown-ass man just leave him there and call someone (laughs) you're gonna bury this man and then just like live a peaceful life in the frozen <laughs> woods until your dad shows back up from his spy missions like, <laughs> yeah until
2: your assassin dad shows back up
3: no but, i like I just, I, that part of the movie was very boring to me because like it was obvious that was Rami malik and like from the trailers and everything so it's like uh, why are we doing this like i know <laughs> he's not gonna kill her like he's not gonna die like we just we know how this goes you know so i just wasn't invested
2: yeah, and then and then it takes a while to to get to the first action sequence, which admittedly is really cool. It is and awesome. The, the car chase is incredible. That car, they beat the shit out of that car, and I was like, "Oh no, that's that's a that's a ninety. That's a hundred thousand dollar car. That that car is so expensive, Aston Martin DB5." But the way um, that
1: they did the the bulletproofness of the car, and we know he's gonna get out of it, but. Obviously, you're seeing the scene, and they kind of let it go longer. The car's bulletproof, but you're still getting all these shots hitting it, and the conversation happening inside. I loved it. I was all the way in. I said, "This movie is going to be incredible." This scene is. This scene is why I'm here. I want to see fight scenes. I want to see chases. I want to see the car and gadgets get him out of impossible situations. That's what I came here for, and we got it. And I was like, "Yes, we're off and running." No Rami Malik is around to ruin anything. We're good.
3: Yeah, I just want my man's driving nice ass cars through the European countryside, and like shooting shit. It's amazing. That's a perfect sell for a movie.
2: The uh, the crescendo of the James Bond theme when he's spinning around and shooting the the mini guns oh is God. like that was amazing. That was awesome.
3: And but then yeah, he just but- dumps
2: her. He's just like, "You're done. You're done."
3: <laughs> I'm putting you on a train. You betrayed me. You tried to kill me. I'm I'm mad about it, but like, you know, not gonna like do anything. You're just going on a train now. Bye. I did not.
1: I did not understand how we're supposed to process that scene because <laughs> this person. Okay, there's one of two ways this ends. Either a, he's like a normal person and at least wants to ask a couple questions to figure out if he had actually been betrayed. If you're in love with this person, and you trust this person five minutes ago you're immediately ready to end this relationship without knowing for sure that she betrayed you. Seems ill-advised, but he has trust issues. Okay, cool. But then why are we leaving her alive? If you think that she's working with your ops to quite literally murder you, even though you love her, why are you leaving her alive to do it again? What would make her (laughs) not do it again? I don't get that decision. So either believe what she says and stay with her or don't believe what she says and literally murder her. Putting her on a train made no sense whatsoever. Agreed.
3: Yeah, like why that would have taken a dark turn if he just like
1: strangled her to death. Like it was just like we would have got to the James, we would have got to the real level of the lunacy of James Bond, which I always thought from the beginning is that's where we were gonna go. He was gonna have like a literal break where he was just going rogue and snapping people's necks, and it got real awesome and dark, kind of like they did with that archer dude in Marvel, which you know the Archer dude's not that cool. James Bond's incredibly cool. So if he just started going <laughs> fucking crazy and snapping people's necks, I thought he was—he might have snapped. Uh, what's his face's neck when he was in the cell doing the interrogation? I just wanted to see him just go crazy for at least an hour and just start snapping people's necks. Never really happened in the series, but I was—I thought that's where we we're going to Jason Bourne. He loses his sanity and he starts literally just snapping people's necks. I was into that.
3: Or at least ask some follow up questions. You're way too comfortable with just leaving this person alive. What do you think? <laughs> almost killed you
2: (laughs) so he goes and um, hides out very inconspicuously in a nice ass house in Jamaica
1: of course um he's never slumming it he always never hides out like in the trap a little bit he always hides out in the literal richest part of whatever town that he's in yeah
2: yeah why is (laughs) what is how is he independently wealthy no one's ever explained this to me
1: Do they explain it in in the other bonds? Because I have no idea how he has his money.
2: No, they don't. They must pay really well at MI6.
1: I mean, everybody looks really nice all the time at MI6, so maybe they pay really well.
3: When you're James Bond, you can just you know just steal it from people and say like, come get it back in blood. There's nothing they can do. I
1: bet you won't want my ass. Mean, <laughs> like, no disrespect, but Jeffrey Wright wasn't getting no bitches, and he was working, <laughs> he was the counterpart in America. He didn't yeah. look like he was walking around just being he's a womanizer. Wearing, he's wearing a wife beater for half of this series. Yeah. <laughs> he sleeps in fucking Motel 6 when he's undercover. Like he he doesn't stay at the nicest hotels in America. <laughs> I, I I don't understand where this money comes from. How is he so fucking rich?
2: I, I don't know. He's like driving around boats and like has the best suit. Like, Jesus Christ. I think he was driving a Range Rover around. <laughs> anyway.
3: Watching this movie, I was like, I got to get into the suit game. Like, I have to I have to be able to do this at least once. At least I need one good, like, custom tailored suit. James Bond looking ass suit. Like, the suit's It'll in this change movie. your life. Incredible. You gotta do it. I I tell you,
2: I had one. I had one or two, and then COVID has made me gain, like, 15 pounds. So, it's like, once you get that tailored suit and it doesn't fit anymore, you're like, God damn it.
1: (laughs) I hope that you have another one. You're literally getting married in a week, or less than a week, this uh, weekend.
2: Black Tuck, sponsor the pod. um, (laughs) Nah, man, I I didn't go with one of those. I'd be poking out of that thing like a can of biscuits. But the
0: (laughs) –
2: the uh the thing the thing about that though and and then they introduced LaChata Lynch as 007 like in my theater in Texas there was an audible like
1: man like you know there is
3: <laughs> can't oh believe God. it
1: but um i haven't heard of this controversy i'm sad that it exists but i i guess i was dumb to think that it wouldn't exist i didn't think about that at all
3: the controversy was so fucking stupid cuz it was like before was, we knew anything about the movie they're yeah, it was a like, year uh,
2: it was like a year and a half ago right like they first yeah. came out elite leaked that like oh she's gonna be 007
3: it's a black lady and, and people got be furious movie. yeah and they're like oh what? My God. James bond is a white man you can't just you know just recast all these characters as why not colored people because that's that's just not how it works <laughs> we couldn't make a white black panther could we no We couldn't. Every make-
1: Marvel movie is the white Black Panther, except for Black Panther. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what are we talking about? Also, there are just no other like it, like black superheroes that people can reference. <laughs> at all. We just couldn't uh, have a blo- white. Can't black make Panther. a white blade. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like before, before Black Panther, I don't know what they said. Maybe they said like Shaft or whatever. Like that old Shaft kind of can't White
1: people have never seen Shaft. That's definitely not true.
3: <laughs> Oh. but like <laughs> oh. i don't know what they were what the example they used before black panther came out because that's literally all they can think of we could we couldn't make black panther a white guy could we no so why would we make james bond uh, a black woman we couldn't do that superman's a white man we couldn't make him you know like black or could
1: we do a white coming to america oh no we couldn't <laughs> something like that honestly I that would though be racist
3: Honestly, though, you definitely could. I would definitely watch. That would be coming insanely racist. About- oh, they're coming over from Europe. That, yeah, that coming- sucks. <laughs> I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I fucking, fucking hate it. European prince is coming. <laughs> <through>. <laughs> Some Russian czar. This guy's like the Prince of Wales. That's not
1: fun. There's no fun in that. The Prince, prince Harry's Wales. coming over.
3: That's a much different movie. The Prince of Wales is moving to Austin, Texas. <laughs> What is this barbecue?
0: Good lord, Frederick.
3: This Franklin barbecue is bussin'. <laughs> God damn it, we've done it. <laughs> but yeah, like the controversy was fucking stupid from the beginning. Have you ever stupid been stupid to here. Austin city limits, Frederick? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I saw Phoebe Bridges at Austin City Limits.
1: <laughs> she's no Adele, but I will say she's well. I'm glad I was t- I was not tuned in enough to the bondiverse to know that this was a controversy because I quite literally didn't think one second of seeing a Black James Bond. I just said, "Oh yeah, he's retired. They probably replaced him." Like that makes sense to me yeah. in my brain. That was the most I thought about it.
2: By the way, qu- controversy, quote unquote, we use that like eye roll, quote unquote. It's like 10 people on Twitter. We and know maybe know, t- Twitter trolls. And Same maybe thing with the Fox Star Wars News. universe when they got mad. And, and uh, I think yeah. Fox News probably ran a headline of it or something like that. But <laughs> Tucker Carlson got on and said, What is America coming to? We're having black female
3: James Bond.
1: You never... a like,
3: British spy organization? What is wrong with America? If what is we this- have a
1: female James Bond that also is still a whoremonger, I am in. Count me in. A very attractive woman who is literally only using people for sex and just focus on work, I am into this concept. So, Sign me up. I'm in. So,
2: she's, like, going to bars and, like, sexually harassing <laughs> men. <laughs> yes, I'm in. Count me in. <laughs> Damn, man. You look fine. Like... <laughs>
1: She's the hottest woman in every bar, but she's literally just there to sexually harass men. And the men There's, that are nursing her, she don't want them. She only wants the ones that she can sexually harass. There's I mean. so
3: many, like, English women who I would be so fucking down to watch do <laughs> 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 I mean, you got your, your Lily James, your Haley Atwell. You got, I mean, you're fucking just uh, so many. Florence Pugh, obviously.
2: She'd be a great James Bond. Can we talk about Jeffrey Wright? Okay so yeah so, to, to do that Jeffrey Wright and <laughs> Jeffrey Wright and Billy Magnuson who if you don't know he's the du- he's the himbo from uh, from date night is is Billy Magnuson
3: Oh
1: uh, yeah, yeah Oh that's uh, who that was Yeah uh
2: so he's the dumb guy He was wait
3: he was way too he
1: felt like he was in a different movie he was so over the top with his oh, know I love James Bond. I was like, "Who the fuck is this character? Why is this character in a James Bond movie?" I didn't understand. And that's that. why, because it's Billy Magnuson. That's kind of the character. And then, like, and then making him actually be the bad guy. Like, oh, that guy stuck out like a sore thumb to me, a casual watcher. But somehow James Bond, who's a literal super spy, did not realize that this guy's just bad vibes, and maybe I shouldn't trust this guy. There was something off about him immediately. Like, why is he's in a different movie? He's in a playing, fucking. He did say he smiles What's too much. What's he doing? He
2: smiles yeah. too much.
3: Yeah, like, dude had a serial killer face. I, like, just couldn't get over it. I was like, "This, <laughs> you just look untrustworthy. Like, you just look like you have a skin suit in your home. Like, I just, you can't be trusted. And also, like, I, I don't know how I feel about this. Because part of it is, like, a necessity in movies. And part of it is just, like, an annoying trope that they do. But, like, when he shows up the first time, the camera like just lingers on him that like extra beat, so you're like, oh, this guy's sketchy. Hmm, I wonder what that's about. But I'm like, I, I get why you have to do that, but also it like it makes it less fun if you've seen a lot of movies. Like yeah, yeah. It's like I just I see where this is going. This is really stupid.
1: It feels like they plucked that character out of like a literally. They literally plucked him out of a National Lampoon's movie or something, and like he was in this movie, and I was just like, "No, this doesn't make sense. This is this is a James Bond movie. It's supposed to be sleek. This guy's not good looking. When he's the only person in the movie that's not good looking, so that stands out. And yeah. also, he's just like absolutely like a wait. Do you say Billy wasn't good looking? Not compared to the other people on the screen. I didn't think that he was. He's staying next to Daniel Craig. Like, uh, yeah, come on, yeah, man. Let's he's
3: not. Let's get somebody,
1: let's get somebody sexy in there. He's not on the level. He's a good looking dude. Let's not get this twisted. I mean, Jeffrey Wright is not like the best looking guy, but he's also like much older. So you put him in a different category. This dude seemed to be younger than Daniel Craig, and Daniel Craig would clean him up at the bar. This guy wouldn't get a second look at the bar if Daniel Craig was standing next to him.
3: Yeah, you've seen, you know, dudes who look like Billy Magnuson at your, you know, your local frat event or whatever. Like that's true. You've never seen a Daniel Craig in your life. It just doesn't happen.
1: And neither has any woman in the James Bond universe because literally <laughs> every woman that he sees wants his wants to be with him immediately. That guy is the greatest of all time. Um, he did
2: feel like a character from like a previous Bond movie. That's why it's kind of interesting when they, they sort of mix because Casino Royale is basically, it's just Jason Bourne. It's like hyper realism. Like there's not any gadgets really in it or anything. And then they sort of add gadgets and make it like a, like a spy-ish sort of cheesy spy films later on in the series. Whereas, and this was like a good mix of both of those. But whereas it is weird where you get that weird intersection of old campy Bond films and new sleek Bond films.
1: It makes perfect and, sense.
2: And it's just like, there's a weird, and that I guess that is Billy Magnuson in this. is like, which movie are you?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a di- also, you see the dissonance.
2: Yeah. He also, he also nearly kills Jane. Like he nearly beats Jane's bond to death. <laughs> so it's like a weird, yeah.
3: That scene was awesome. Not going to lie to you. That fight I, scene was
2: great in the boat, in the hull of the boat. I did like
1: that.
3: I like, you know, Billy Magnuson and Daniel Craig going back and forth in that scene. But getting back to the question that you asked, that's when I realized I'm, I'm good on Jeffrey Wright. I'm okay. Oh, God. I don't, I don't need it anymore. We've we've done enough. It's let's go to wiki, good old Wikipedia. I'm so at the ashamed. What are let's, we doing? We're going to Wikipedia. We're looking at the filmography.
1: Oh boy, I cannot believe of Jeffrey that Dex came onto this podcast to slander black actors. I am so, I, so sad about this.
3: Hey, hey, I he's not a bad actor. You know he's got a great voice. He's really good at what he does. He just does it too much. I'm counting here since 2018. We got. <laughs>
2: He's also a support, meant, like career supporting actor, day. we've it's got
3: like, 12 yes, but this movies. man is in everything. He's in everything. We've got 12 projects since 2018. 12 he's everywhere. That's it's too much. That's 12, 12 it, movies. And we've got he's in see. the he's in the new, not
1: the Paul Thomas Anderson movie. He's in the new uh what's his face movie that makes all those weird movies. I just forgot his name, but he's in and he's in he's the in everything, he's in Marvel. He's in Bond. He's literally everywhere.
2: He's gonna be in Batman.
3: So yeah, we got twelve movies. Seventeen. Is he gonna shows, be Commissioner Gordon? Who's he gonna be? A video game. Like I can see is, that. This is too much. It's too much. <laughs> a video game. We need. We need to find another, another. wise old black man. Like <laughs> he's had his time. Okay. And I think it's time for his run to end. It's time to pass the mantle on. Find a new avatar. I
2: disagree with you.
1: Like, this is I so am... unfair.
3: <laughs> we, it, it, Hollywood can only have one at a time. And I think Jeffrey Wright did a great job for his run. But you know, like like Daniel Craig, I think it's time for you know for his time to end and for him to pass on the mantle to a new wise old black man. I'm sure there's someone. I can't think of a name right now. That's why I'm not a Hollywood scout. There's somebody who is turning like 45 to 50 years old. They never know what age we are because they have no idea how black people age. But there's some black man with I'm a beard. I'm still trying
2: to figure it out.
3: <laughs> there's some black man with a beard somewhere in a deep voice that you can put in all these projects moving forward instead of having Jeffrey Wright do every fucking thing. That's all I'm saying.
1: Oh, my God. Um, we, this, I I appreciate Jeffrey Wright. I do have noticed that he's literally in everything ever made, and that does get a bit crazy because there are plenty of other black actors that would love the opportunities, but also I cannot hate on Jeffrey Wright. Wait, Give me all is, the Jeffrey Wright that you deem responsible or deem that we should get. I'm team Jeffrey Wright in this in this situation. And I thought he did a great job. In, of
2: who's the guy in Candyman?
1: Abdul... Naya? No, not, not yet. yet.
2: Not not yet. The, the no. He's
1: talking about the the black dude who was who was oh. like in the store and he's Domingo. Coleman Domingo. Yeah. Yes. Is he the new Jeffrey Wright? Is that who? If he's... if we're replacing Jeffrey Wright with Coleman Domingo, that is an upgrade. I will give Dex that. I'm in.
3: See, he's Coleman actually Domingo, not that.
1: He's actually not that
2: much younger than. <laughs> he's like three years younger than Jeffrey Wright. The I'm in with on Coleman this.
3: Domingo. I feel like is a better actor, and like you know, other things than just being wise and old and black, you know, like he can be like crazy and weird in a way. Jeffrey Wright can't really be, I don't think.
2: Jeffrey Wright's voice, man. I, I, I know that's, that's your whole knock on it is that it's just the voice thing. It's like warm honey butter, man. It's just like incredible voice. It's if I had, I would do everything. If I had that voice, (laughs) I would be like, what commercial do you want me to do? Tampax? All right. I'll do Tampax. Like what which, uh what do you want me to do? Like dodge RAM? Okay, I mean it's gonna be tough to <laughs> tough to follow, but I'll, I'll I'll do it.
3: Somewhere out there, there's some what do you want me to do? AR-15s? New, I'll do it. this uh, some new wise old black man that we can find? I know there is. Please apply, I, send your applications, your videos, your voice notes to at one take pod on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and we will get you the jeffrey right back.
2: I think um I think that they get, this is the most sort of character development they even gave him in these films too. He's in he's in like and that's the character of Felix Leiter. He's kind of it's kind of a joke. It's always just the joke is in the books and the movies is that oh the CIA comes in and just leaves everything to the British to do. But uh-huh. you know, this is the most that he's had to do in any of these films. So I thought it was actually kind of good and the interplay between them when they're locked down in the bottom of the ship and he's like it's like when i was on a shrimping boat he's like you're from milwaukee <laughs> yeah.
1: i always liked their relationship across the movies. so i felt like i liked that little payoff we get as uh that character is dying that little playoff we get where they get to have their old friends moment before he dies i enjoyed that because i through the movies i was like i don't see a lot of jeffrey wright but i do like their interactions when they happen
2: yeah, I thought he was, I thought he was good. I thought the fight scene with Billy Madison in the, in the boat, when he like, he like shoves him up into the ceiling. Did you notice that at one point? Like he tries yep. to like go and tackle and he like tackles him upward into the ceiling. I was like, Oh shit. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, in, the main thing with that whole sequence, that whole act is that there's not enough. It, it is literally like, if you go and see the movie, it is literally like 15 minutes of Anna Diarmas, maybe even less. It's so crazy. Oh God. Um, she went, yeah. she, that's in just the- taking
1: advantage of a, you're, you got a spot. I know this guy from Knives Out. We have a good rapport. The Knives Out reunion is happening, except for I'm going to be fucking hot this time and I'm going to beat the shit out of people. And it was awesome. And now I want them to do another film together where they're just beating the hell out of people and shooting people. I don't care about the plot. I don't care about who else is in it. I just need it. Put them in fancy cars and very nice uh, suits and dresses and let them beat the shit out of people. I'm going to see this movie, Period.
3: Audrey Armas in this movie, it was like watching like a, an NBA playoff game or something, and they put in like some random bench player who's like comes in and makes three straight threes, and you're like, holy shit, this is the Shake Milton game. Like this, is, <laughs> like, <laughs> we're going to remember this forever. Like I will never forget where I was when Audrey Armas slash Shake Milton. Came in off the bench and put up twelve <laughs> points in eight minutes. Troy and- <laughs> Daniels is knocking down threes. What the fuck is this?
1: So basically, Anna Diarmas is uh, Terrence Mann, and she came in and quite literally changed the playoff series. What a fifty-point. Looked game. up and said, "This person I never heard of had a forty-point playoff game. How did this happen?" That's what Anna Diarmas did. She went absolutely insane. She left the movie. I said, "Please don't leave this film." I was having so much fun. It was my favorite part of the movie. Please don't leave this film. I need you next to him every step of the way. And maybe if they had her beating the shit out of uh, Mr. Boring at the end, it would have been a much greater ending because I needed her. I needed her very badly.
2: They should have at least killed her off, or so like had her like follow around and like killed her off, or something like. It literally felt like a cut scene in a video game where it's like this character leads you to the next part of the map, and then she closes the door behind them. She was really
3: one time before and then never after this scene. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Good Lord. Um, Yeah, I thought the... And then the Nanobot... The whole plot of the Nanobots thing is fine, I guess. Uh, Like, like, I don't think it's really been done in any other Bond film, but, like, just
3: make it, like... uh,
2: instead of a nanobots thing just make it like a disease like or a plague that some people have like a genetic disposition to or not like like we're gonna do the whole thing like i don't know i guess that's, that's how so you much kill more him. accessible
1: that way i hate it. i hated it because it's like you could make this so much more accessible to people but i don't want to sit and think about the science for longer than five seconds i just want to watch the movie and the fucking nanobots and nerding it up it just made it seem like there are extra steps to this plot that we don't need make it more accessible. We don't have to make it so high level, because it ended up being dumb anyway, and so it's like I I feel like they could have just simplified that part so much more.
3: Yeah, but I guess it gives it a... To be the evil mastermind just was he was also an idiot, and so I just wasn't... (laughs) How did you do Goofy Russian guy? Yeah. Goofy Russian
1: dude, yeah. That also felt like...
2: (laughs) That also felt like an old Bond sort of thing too where it's like okay we're just gonna have this comic relief dummy in the middle of these movies like is he, I did, he's like farting and shitting on screen like what is what is this
1: i did I, like the scene where they established him or introduced him where he's in the lab and they're gonna uh, in- infiltrate the lab and he gets the call beforehand i thought that was good but everything else that the doctor did i hated because it was like this stupid comic relief this this character wants to murder millions of people and all he's offering us on screen is bad jokes and awkward moments. This doesn't make any sense to me. This is such a sinister plot. I I thought it was a weird choice to make that character. I don't think
2: he was the bad guy. I think it was just like, he was tapped to like reset. So he wasn't actually really like a huge bad guy. I mean, except for at the very end when he says something wildly racist, but like, uh, uh,
3: (laughs) I was like, wait, so weird. What did he say again?
2: He was talking to Lashana Lynch, the 007 character. And he says, I can like wipe out your entire race or something. Oh, like
1: that. yes. He did like, say good that. Good Lord.
2: <laughs> and she pushes him into the nanobots and he melts to death, which is a satisfying ending. But it's just like, Good. Good lord. Did he have to say that?
3: Yeah, like, bro, why, why would you do <laughs> Why'd that you that have right to now? go out racist? <laughs> <laughs> right now, your last words are the most racist shit you can think of. <laughs> why would she? She has a gun, and like, of, like also, <laughs> like, like, what are you doing? She also practices fighting and you've never been in a fight before. What like why wow, is this the right decision? Yeah, you're like on this precarious ass bridge over this fucking acid river. <laughs> 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 not the time, not oh! the ta- not the time
2: to be getting your racial epitaphs off. Man. Uh, I will end you, Negress. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs>
3: why are you like this bro oh my god that's what you could pull from your heart at this moment bro that's that's what we're doing he he had to
2: reach down deep for that one he's like (laughs) you know
3: what if it were up to me i'd kill all the black people in the world (laughs) oh
2: man yeah I just it that the scene where they go and they get him though that that those magnets and shit and the camera work in there that's why that I was think, dope as hell that's why I think Fukugo the the I think he was the best director for this like how the way he operates the camera and how he frames all these action scenes and explosions and everything
3: it's great. it's fantastic that I, elevator I really,
1: thing with the magnets was extremely dope I that was said, really oh, that's cool That was a nice.
3: I wrote down two things about that scene. First, I wrote down people walking either up or down a skyscraper and breaching it gets me every time. Yeah, impossible, fucking Fast and Furious movies, (laughs) James Bond. It doesn't matter (laughs) what movie. The Dark Knight doesn't matter what it is. People walking up and down a glass skyscraper and breaching it dope every time. The movie
2: Skyscraper with Dwayne Johnson. (laughs) I've but never like, seen that movie, but, it's, I'm sure ass, it's, so but amazing.
3: Yeah. it's exactly what you expect it to be. <laughs> but I also wrote down 2021 will be remembered as the year that like action directors discovered magnets. <laughs> That's been yeah. like a big, like, <laughs> like three like a movies. now. Piece. <laughs> and a bunch of major blockbusters is like <laughs> magnets.
2: <laughs> right. just going
3: to throw some magnets in here.
2: No. Yeah. I think that whole scene was, it was really good. Um, uh i think the forest scene though when you know well uh, well, let's talk about this because fans are of this movie are going to be like why didn't you talk about it them bringing back christoph waltz's blofeld i almost would have rather and they give him like a villain moment they're like he like they i tried to kill you james and i'm the one that set you up at the at vespa's grave or whatever i almost but because he was such a boring ass nothing character inspector And Blofeld's like the arch in in, in canon is like the arch nemesis of James Bond. And they've had, there's some weird back and forth of of how that character specifically has come in and out of James Bond movies because like they didn't, it's like Spider-Man in the MCU, like they didn't own the rights to the character for a long time until uh, a guy recently died before Spectre and so they just got it <laughs> Like after he died they're like oh, wow.
3: Bozo, but, I. Bozo. <laughs>
2: but I need this character um, but they so I would have just rather have him be the bad guy again and get, let Christoph Waltz try oh, a yes. cook
1: 100% instead agree. of
2: having a nothing Rami Malek
1: 100% agree
3: Yes, like, that's definitely what I thought.
1: You have a literal goat on screen. He's sitting in on your bench, waiting to be deployed in the way that you see fit as the coach. And you sub out Joel Embiid and you put in Shake Milton and say, "Carry us <laughs> to the finals. <laughs> Carry us to the win." It doesn't make any sense. Just let the Waltz character get his bars off. You already had a good start with him, literally architect, uh, like setting up James Bond being killed in that way from jail. He's saying random gibberish, and apparently it's being heard by people. He's orchestrating this stuff. That's just cool. I'm, I'm into that. I'm fine with that. And I, I would much rather see Christoph Waltz on the screen giving ba- bars before we kill James Bond than Rami Malik. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. just doesn't make sense to me because you know James Bond never like the arch
2: nemesis. He never like hand to hand fist fights like the arch nemesis. It's never like a battle to the death. It's always like. Yep it's always like he fights off the, he fights off the, the, the henchmen until yes. one of them you know, like cuts his leg and he falls. And then the, 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 the gay bond villain gets to come in and say something like real quippy. <laughs> and they never like fight to the death because, because he would beat the shit out of them. Every yeah. single one. Like he does at the end of the movie with Rami Malik, like Rami Malek, had to shoot him in. Had to shoot him twice for him to even stand a
3: chance. That a chance. The Man shot him like six times in the spine, and James Bond lost zero athleticism. <laughs> 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 and still,
2: <laughs> still beat the hell out of him. <laughs> broke his arm, and then shot the. Way, although I will say it was really satisfying. He just instead of just letting him do like like some weird or letting him die or whatever, he just shoots him in the head and leaves. That's just like yeah, that's fine, but. Yeah, it's just, that's how Bond villains work. So it's not like you needed Christoph Waltz to be really present all the time for it to be a good Bond villain. I was just saying, like, let him do it. Let let, let him run it back. Like, you brought him back for a reason. Let him run it back. Just let
1: him, James Bond killing him by mistake is not nearly. It's like when they when they had Catwoman kill Bane or however they set that up. Like we were just like, oh, we were all really invested in Bane, and then the way that you got rid of the Bane character on the screen is really stupid. And also, the characters that are remaining aren't as compelling as Bane. It's the same thing. The, the character that we are left leaving for the end is not nearly as compelling as the character you just killed off in the second act. Just, just mm-hmm. and just, just basic entertainment. Like we want to have the best, most entertaining characters meet up at the end for their final confrontation in whatever form that takes. And you don't get that when you have an, a GOAT actor who could go crazy and you let Rami Malek carry us home and Rami Malek can't fight. He's not particularly smart. And we don't understand like how he could ever be James Bond's equal. He's never James Bond's equal. He's just ahead of him and doing random scheme things. But when they're face-to-face, we don't see this person as an equal to James Bond, so we're less invested in the outcome of the fight
3: yeah i yeah i wish they would have just kept uh christoph waltz blofeld like throughout the whole movie because even that like few minutes where he's just sitting there trading bars with james bond way more compelling than anything rami malik did the entire movie like yes rami malik had like zero memorable or impactful or scary lines of dialogue in this movie he gave zero bars. Like he just his...
2: whispered at James Bond while holding <laughs> a child. Like,
1: bro,
3: what stop! What was the what was
1: the mouth thing he was doing when he was speaking? I could not understand where he was trying to I go. Think that's I just didn't... his mouth.
3: That's just Rami Malik's move. <laughs> it just always sounds like Rami Malik's teeth are too big for his mouth, <laughs> and so he talks that way. Like I, I don't like it. I'm well, not. This here is
2: very him. interesting.
3: It's not. It wasn't like creepy. It was just weird, and like he. He doesn't blink while he's talking and you, I, I couldn't tell. Is that like, my man is,
2: my man is 90% eyeballs.
3: Yeah. I, I was just like, is this because he's like, cause he got shot a lot like back at like when we started. this movie? <laughs> I mean, he like, did is, get shot a lot. Is this like he an did. effect of a shot that you can't blink properly or like, <laughs> are you just weird? Like what's, what's the issue? Why is your face all scarred up? You weren't shot in the face. Like, well, what? he was poisoned. And, but that was he the was whole thing. Yeah.
2: His whole family was poisoned by Dr. White, who was who is Madeline's father. And Dr. White's in Casino Royale and some other movie. I think he's in a Spectre as, or in, uh, Yeah, he died. He died in Spectre, I believe.
3: Or no, well, he did only he- got like a he only got like a half dose of poison, so he didn't die like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, something
2: to- like that. Like his mother protected him or something like that. And he was the only one that didn't die. And my
1: father has flowers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and then
2: and then they're just like do you know take this me
3: flowers t- do
2: take take me to your poison island like no i don't care do you it could really
0: hurt you very badly and we're
2: just like oh god
3: oh god i brought you a memory box <laughs> i find memories evocative like get and, the fuck out of here and then he like he kidnaps the girl
2: and then she just by the way, Madeline gets out. That that one-eyed guy got got eighteen times in this movie. I that guy had it. an
1: incredibly bad game. He had yeah. seventeen turnovers. He had three assists and one rebound and zero points. Like he had Bro, an incredibly he bad game.
3: Every assignment he was given throughout this movie <laughs> and kept getting promoted. Like... <laughs> he literally got he went out bad in the
1: playoffs for one team. They paid him big money to come over to another team, and he continued to completely fail every time he was assigned something. He I don't failed. understand why he kept.
2: What was that? How did that guy keep getting jobs? Failed upwards into a max contract. <laughs> like he's the Brock Osweiler of these decide- assignments. <laughs> <Yes.
3: laughs> <laughs> really- Brock Osweiler. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's yeah that was, no that's good the the but, other the, one i
3: had come up with was isler hero because he's got like a little tyler hero Eiler hero
2: isler hero, <laughs> isler hero. <laughs> holy, shit. <laughs> holy shit um <laughs> oh god but the uh, uh yeah i don't know i think that that was funny because she just got away so easily she's like this tea will hurt you and she, he's like, what? And he just, she pours it in his face. Like, what is that? But Robbie Mallet kidnaps that girl and then just lets her
3: go? <laughs> it was just like, ah, oh, fuck it. I don't need this kid. Whatever. She's so annoying for was, two
1: seconds. And he's like, fuck this. No. His, his deal was, tr- I'll trade someone I love for someone you love. I'll give you your daughter that you met yesterday. And in exchange... You give me the woman that you were in love with for five years? Like, is that what he he was proposing? I did not understand that. Why would I take that as James Bond? Like, fuck (laughs) this kid. No, Like, not to be rude to this kid. I just fucking met this kid. I'm in love with this woman. I realized that now she did not betray me and I want to rekindle that love. Why would I trade that for this kid that you're telling me is mine that I don't know is mine? Who I nah, met nah, yesterday.
3: Bro, you got to keep the kid, bro. I, you you got to keep the kid. You can't.
1: I'm trading
3: that kid in.
1: I can make another kid. I didn't even know I had a kid until yesterday. I don't even know this kid. This kid seems like they might
3: have bad vibes. Kid doesn't even speak English. Like, what are we, we going to talk about?
2: <laughs> <laughs> the kid has bad vibes. James Bowe's <laughs> like, I don't know about this. You got uh, to pull
3: your
1: Michael Jordan out and say, fuck them kids. I will take my woman back and I will leave your poison lab. And have a nice day, fam
3: i'm not sitting here watching french cartoons every day like i'm good <laughs> you didn't even <laughs>
1: like what i cooked her fuck this <laughs>
3: she was just like sigh like nah get the fuck out of here you can um, stay in the poison island <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh the, the that'd be funny like they all make it off the poison island there he james has james bond womanizer extraordinaire like jet setter has to go now like change diapers and go to like soccer games and shit. And he's just like, yeah, holy a fuck. kid
1: doesn't even fit into his life plans. I don't understand why he would make that decision. I like, I doesn't make a sense. It's not a good deal.
3: Uh, James Bond out here getting the orange slices together for halftime. Like, uh, <laughs> Don't you
1: know, I've killed a
2: thousand people, <laughs> but yeah, well, I will say this, Daniel Craig's
1: damn near 60. So like, this is true. man that's a really good looking man that's crazy that he's he's in great shape he's in incredible shape he has he was beating ass in this film at him and keanu reeves are really holding it down for the old players out there and i respect what they're doing they're out there and and tom cruise never forget my goat tom cruise they're putting their bodies on the line for us they're beating the shit out of people in all these movies which hurts in real life and they're still fucking doing it and procedano greg i hope he continues to fight people i hope his next films are not where he's not beating the shit out of people, but I want to see him fight people.
2: Well, I think he's done with this whole thing, the action thing. I think he is. I think he's, I think he's doing the, I think he's doing the one accent that he knows how to do character actor, uh, Kentucky accent that he knows how to do. Oh God,
1: not the one he did in knives out. We don't even need to hear that one anymore.
3: He signed on for like eight knives Knives out movies.
1: Okay. We he can keep doing that accent in those films, but not in the other films. He needs to do something else. Um, no i think he's because it's like he he said
2: he he would the funniest thing about this whole movie this whole process was he said he would rather slit his wrist than come be james bond again and then they're like how about 50 million dollars he's like when do i show up on set Um, (laughs) wait wait wait
1: (laughs) he he said that like in the in the press
2: yeah he said he said i would rather slit my wrist than be james bond again and he said, I'm never coming back after Spectre because he hurt himself a lot. Like he broke, he broke his ankle, like he broke his shoulder, like he had to have knee surgery and all this stuff. Like he he really hurt himself. Holy shit. Damn. And and he um he said, I, you know, because they're so hard to make and there's such a like wear and tear demanding. on you yeah, demanding yeah. and all the press that goes with it and everything else. He's just like I'd rather slit my wrist than be James Bond again. And then they they said, We'll pay you 50 million dollars. And he said, Okay.
3: I too would sacrifice yeah. my physical well. He made the right fucking dollars. decision. <laughs> yeah. Um, but and I could say so, hang out with Anna Day a little longer. Yeah. I mean, I'm in. Yeah. Somebody I'm in. said I'm he's fucking
2: also, in. He he lives a great life. He's married to Rachel Vice. Like it's he, he's he's blessed. But like he Rachel Vice
1: is incredible.
2: The incredible actress. He is, but I think somebody said this initially when they were like, "They there's a movie on Apple TV now called Becoming Bond, actually, which goes into like them casting Daniel Craig. But um, he likes making the movies more than he likes being James Bond. like you know what I mean? Like some people would be like, like I feel like Sean Connery was like, I like being James Bond. You know what I mean? Like, or it, it just, there's there's a certain, like you have to go into the press and talk about, What did you think about the car scene where, like, and, like, the magnet watch and everything, and Daniel Craig gets just like, fuck this.
1: So he doesn't like doing the, like, the stuff to hype up these movies that all the, he, Master Barty hates. It's not about, like, he's he likes his body down.
2: Yeah, I don't think he likes being, well, he also doesn't like getting hurt, obviously, but, like, I don't think he likes being that famous because he was doing like indie movies and stuff before he made this, before he made this movie. And, uh, so he wasn't like a big name. I I hadn't heard of him before he became
1: James Bond, but he he wasn't like a movie star already.
2: He did layer cake. I think is what he did was his big, um, kind of break that everybody remembers him as, uh, he's, he was in, he was a sort of, uh, background character and a few things he was in that roads perdition movie oh well he was in he was in a tomb raider movie that's what people knew him from
1: damn that's not none of that um roads perdition is fine but i get it You're, he's, he wasn't a movie star no and then wasn't. they cast him as bond yeah that's a pretty quick ascension i could see why he would be like uh this actually kind of sucks i hate being this famous yeah i those- had never
3: heard of him until he became james bond So, like you know is what it is how was old like,
1: was he when he got his break he's, he's not a young guy 38 jesus what it's a morning. weird weird yeah.
2: thing first james bond came out in two and, and people hated it initially first like they like any of these castings like you know like when they cast robert pattinson as batman or whatever yeah but like
3: it's it, gonna be so fire oh it's gonna be God, great that trailer you. looked fantastic
2: um but the oh, they were like, you can't have a blonde James Bond. And and then he like came out and was ripped and like wearing a swimsuit and everybody, and every woman <laughs> was like, <laughs> like, oh, fuck. Okay. But um, yeah, so I thought that, I thought all the action sequences, to put a bow on it, I don't know, I thought, I thought the whole action sequences were great. Um, Carrie Fukunaga, I want to see, <clears throat> Fukunaga, I'm probably mispronouncing his name. I really want to see what he does with the rest of his career. All of his episodes of uh, true detective were fire as well. He did, he did like the one shot scene in true detective. If you know what I'm talking about. I love
1: that one shot scene.
2: Yeah. So he did that, which you can kind of see some of that stuff. I'm interested to see what he does um, with the rest of his career, but uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what Daniel Craig does being super rich and famous and doing these movies.
3: Yeah, this movie made me in on everyone, like so. I'm in on whatever Daniel Craig does next. Honor de Armist. Uh, what's her name? The new 007. I forget her name.
2: <laughs> oh, by the way, if you if you are a poopy pants person, and I, you're not listening to this, by the way, but like if you are, she's not going to be the new James Bond.
3: Yeah, she's just 007. She's,
1: they're just yeah, going just the new 007 in this movie, but she's not going to be the new yeah. Bond person.
2: Yeah, they're gonna re. It's gonna be like Henry Cavill. Or something, and they're gonna like, ugh.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs>
3: but like, I don't yeah. wanna see.
1: I like Henry Cavill as that dude who popped into a Mission Impossible movie for like 10 minutes. I'm, I, I like him writing that role. I don't want him carrying another IP because those Superman movies absolutely stink.
3: Remember yeah. how I said that Anna De Armas, like, at first I thought it was a Blake Lively situation where you just wanna look at them and not hear them speak? Henry Cavill is male Blake Lively. <laughs>
1: Okay, we got to get to our drafts. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> all right. What a- um,
2: yeah, any lasting thoughts on this movie other than like Rami Malik being just a nothing villain? That's
1: all I got to say. About a nothing the- villain. When uh, you- Rami
3: Malik must be stopped.
1: When they put Rami Malik in something interesting that he made better, please let me know. I have not seen it yet.
3: It doesn't exist and it won't. I'm sorry. No, I'm not watching Mr. Robot. I don't care. Rami I Rami fell asleep Rami.
1: on the first couple of episodes about four times. I, and I think that was the clearest indication that it wasn't I, the show. For me. I maintain that the first season's really good, but th- you can't say
2: the first season's r- incredible. And that just means the rest of the show is ass. <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, we need to y- start
3: the campaign for a new wise old black man, Jeffrey Wright. It's time to retire. Hang it up. Oh. You had your run. Oh, Rami Malik, retire. Hang it up. You had your run. You got your Oscar that you didn't deserve. And now you're done
2: finally yeah didn't oh god anyway um you know my bit on on his freddie mercury character anyway he uh, (laughs) oh oh, god daniel craig was a producer on this movie this is my final thought he said kill me
1: bitch (laughs) like he He said he made a lot of fucking money and said, all right, kill me, because I'm not fucking coming back. And make sure that y'all cannot try to go offer me $75 million next time. Make sure everybody knows that I'm dead as shit. I'm extremely dead.
2: (laughs) Like the most dead that you could be. It was actually kind of funny. Like in the theater, I was
3: like, I was kind of like, Jesus
2: Christ. I was like, (laughs) good Lord.
3: Okay. And there are more missiles. Holy shit.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, when the (laughs) missiles exploded into more missiles.
1: (laughs) I said, God damn, that's what it took to kill James Bond. I respect it. If you go out like that, nobody can say shit to you, bro. it took, it took fucking, it cost like $9 million in missiles to kill this man.
2: It took nanobots and that he had on under his skin. And then the entire Royal Navy's missile silos.
1: That's how I want them to kill Dominic from fast and furious. He can't die. We, we need to kill him only so that we can recast somebody else. I want Dominic Toretto. This is Toretto. Anti-Vin, Cru, anti-Vin Diesel podcast.
2: I want Dominic Toretto to die in a car accident.
3: <laughs> Just like a no good daddy. Oh, God. Wouldn't that
2: be
1: funny that's how they kill him? I'm in. As long as we can get Vin Diesel the fuck away from everything that I love, it's a good, it's a good outcome.
3: Dominic Toretto just at a stoplight gets hit from behind. <laughs> <laughs> He's following traffic
2: laws. Yeah. <laughs> Vincent regular unleaded. Um, yeah. So we're going to do our uh, iconic movie character draft right after this ad break from Apollo Houston.
1: Okay. Y'all keep talking. Oh, let me pause this.
2: All right. Okay, we're back with our iconic movie character draft. I'm gonna go first. This one's hard because I feel like people are gonna tell you you're wrong no matter what. Um, but I just kind of gotta go. Oh, teach. By the way, we said uh, you. I heard it. Okay, you have to. It has to be in multiple movies. Mm -hmm. But I I gotta take a guy who wasn't supposed to be in more than one movie, but by sheer will and determination and steroids was in many others. Uh, Rocky, Rocky Balboa.
3: Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That's a good number one overall pick. I I respect that. That's strong. I respect
2: that. Rocky's great. There's like three good movies, but it's iconic. They've made tons of money. And he should have won an Academy Award for Creed, but, you know, whatever.
1: He literally ended the Cold War. Like, yeah, what are we talking about? Rocky here? Four ended <laughs> the Cold
2: War. If I can change, you can change, and we all can change. He did that. Literally American hero. All right.
3: So, you know, since we didn't, since our only caveat was they have to be in multiple movies, I'm going to cheat just a little bit. And I'm going to take Spider-Man. <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah. Okay.
1: Damn it. Cool. That was my pick.
3: Okay. So comic book characters, kosher, good to go. Yeah. Got comic it. book I characters. I'll, I'll, I'll let that slide
2: for sure. Comic book characters. Like so, we
3: weren't going to get through this draft
0: without doing
2: <laughs> comic book characters.
3: So yeah, I got to take Spider-Man. I am, I am here for all Spider-Man content, even when it's bad. i watched the amazing Spider-Man movies with Andrew Garfield and, you know, I, they were terrible, but it's Spider-Man. You know, <laughs> how bad can it be? Him and Emma Stone just like whispering at each other randomly. Very strange, but it's Spider-Man. Fuck it. Everyone loves Spider-Man.
2: All right. Um,
1: I cannot believe this person was left on the board. I'm obviously choosing Luke Skywalker with a third pick. I mean, he's yeah. literally Luke Skywalker. Uh, I mean, I mean, what are we talking about? Star Wars is the biggest thing ever. The There's fans it. are obsessed with Luke Skywalker. He is the most iconic American movie character of all time.
2: There is a better character in those movies.
1: My next pick is Han Solo. God damn Han it! Han Solo <laughs> is a fucking badass. Han you Solo is a fucking badass. Great. Who doesn't love Han Solo? He literally got his own solo film. He's great. Uh, he's done an iconic movie character. I give the whole draft and stay in Star Wars and you win bitch. the whole damn thing. You with bitch. just Star Wars... <laughs> This this is like if I, you could draft all the women from UConn basketball and then play against the rest of the teams. I'm, my team is going to be all Star Wars, and I'm going to win the championship with them. Even <laughs> though I only have one farm organization, thank you so much. You
3: bitch! <laughs> you played yourself. I don't know why.
2: <laughs> I thought we were having. A, I thought we were having a conversation. I thought we were just like we normally do.
3: You walked yourself <laughs> into it. Holy shit.
2: <laughs> God damn.
3: Oh, uh, let's see. I try to catch up on tweeting the draft picks as I'm doing this. Pick behind the curtain, folks.
2: Yeah. Live TV.
3: <laughs> I'm going to take. I'm going to take Neo from The Matrix. Mm. Good one. I obviously like the other Matrix movies aren't that good, but clearly if you've seen any of the hype for Matrix 4, you know that that is not stopped (laughs) like the hype for Neo. Everyone fucking loves Neo. Mm -hmm. And you know, Keanu Reeves was amazing in that movie by not really doing much of anything, to be honest. It it was just really fucking cool. So give me Neo.
2: Quite literally just going, whoa. (laughs) Um all right, my next one is uh, a white's favorite, according to Dex, Indiana Jones, Harrison yeah. Ford,
1: absolutely a white favorite.
3: Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh,
1: People of color do not be rocking with Indiana Jones like
3: that. At all. Let's be like, let's be completely clear. I Indiana Jones might be fucking amazing. I just wouldn't know. Look, I,
1: They're making another one. You will not see my black ass at the theater watching this film.
3: No, y'all can have that. I can have I Indiana
1: I You're not gonna go see that on Five Dollar Tuesday. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> I'm not. I have never seen an Indiana Jones movie. All I know is that they're extremely racist, and I don't want no parts of those films.
3: Harrison Ford is 98 years old. I don't that's sure.
1: Harrison Ford is Han Solo to me. That's all he is to me, and other things, but he's definitely not Indiana Jones.
2: Han Solo's racist. <laughs> uh, fair uh, point. <laughs> um, let's see. Then I'm gonna go with uh, Vito Corleone. Nice.
3: You haven't even seen those movies. I don't give a fuck.
2: <laughs> I'm calling fraud two, on this pick. Two characters have played it and won two Academy Awards. Yeah, you can't like.
1: <laughs> I'm calling fraudulent on this pick. Uh, if you yeah. Have okay. Not seen whatever. Both of those films doesn't
3: matter. I'll allow it, but I just want the audience to know. You have Royden to see The Godfather too. It's
1: so
2: good. You think Kansas City you think Kansas City really did the draft research on Patrick Mahomes or did they <laughs> or did they know that he could
3: throw far? Andy Reid was in the trenches watching Texas Tech every fucking week. <laughs> and yeah, that's man. not
1: easy to do cuz Texas Tech football absolutely stinks. All right, so it's not like it was the most fun experience of his life to watch Texas Tech football. That much, but he did it, and it you, paid off. They said Texas Tech boy throw ball far, and that's how they that's
2: how they <laughs> that's how they picked him up, and he got into a great offense. This is me with that.
3: <laughs> I yeah, I guess we have to allow it, but I just the audience has to know Royden's a fraud. That's all I'm saying.
2: They they won't know on Twitter. Thank
1: you.
3: <laughs> it's my pick. I am very slow with tweeting tonight. <laughs> Let's see. I'm going to take. Fuck it, cop out. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> He's just gonna go. Get... I, I knew Iron you were gonna Man. take Batman. <laughs> if you can, Batman take multiple, is iconic. If you can take multiple Star Wars characters back to back, I can take these like legendary comic book characters that everyone in the world is familiar with. Robert Pattinson is going to be the best Batman. I'm calling it now. Ooh,
1: oh, that's a high bar.
3: I love Christian Bale and you know, the earlier, the Batman, they did what they could for the time, but Robert Pattinson, that dude's got it. Book it.
1: Y'all know I don't be, I'm, a, I'm not on this podcast to give DC any credit. Those Batman movies look amazing. I am so in, please don't ruin this for us, DC. It has to be a slapper. I can't wait. To eat two picks. All right. It's my pick two picks. All right. My next pick. Another Star Wars character, Jar Jar <laughs> B- No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, for, for, for He's in multiple <laughs> movies, technically. My next pick, everybody loves him, even though we hate the actor that plays him, Dominic Toretto. Oh, I mean, ew. people love Dominic Toretto. Do uh, they? He, he, he is the lead in the most popular movie series of all time, or one of them, at least. People must identify with him. I hate Vin Diesel, but... He's obviously an iconic character. And he can never be killed. As we learned in Fast 9, he literally can't die. Um, and for my next pick, when I was a teen, I loved him just like every other teen in America at the time, Harry Potter. Mm. Harry Potter is an iconic movie character. He's fucking awesome. I love Harry Potter. I am a Harry Potter stan account. I is can't wait Harry, for Potter, to do a Harry Potter film on this podcast? Is
2: Harry Potter awesome, or is the Harry Potter world awesome? Because they can do magic.
1: Both. And even though J.K. Rowling is is bad, and she's a bad person, and she's been canceled many times, I cannot. I did not know that at the time I was consuming those books and movies. And those books and movies still fucking slap. I'm sorry. Please don't cancel me. Does Thank becoming you.
2: Becoming the richest woman in in England just make just make you say weird shit. I, or was yeah. that there when I, she was making the books?
1: J.K. Rowling was always a problematic white person. She just got a whole bunch of money and she wrote something super dope and then it allowed us to see how problematic she was. And uh, I just wish that she never started a Twitter account. That would have been better for everyone.
3: She got rich and started throwing up heat checks. Just fuck it. Like, <laughs> who gonna <Her> stop me? <laughs>
1: transgenders, right guys?
2: No. <laughs> she could have literally just stayed
1: off of Twitter and kept her opinions to herself and she would have been as loved as Mariah Carey. Everybody loves Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey sh- shuts up and minds her business and she does crazy stuff. And people like that. As long as you don't say anything crazy and Mariah Carey never says anything crazy.
2: Comes on Twitter a few times a month to remind you that Christmas songs get played.
1: Makes $90 bajillion at Christmas time every year and minds her business and stays out of the damn headlines. She doesn't log on Twitter talking about transgender people. Please J.K. Rowling, Stop.
3: I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I get fucking hyped every single year on November first for the <laughs> Mariah Carey tweet. Like, it's become one of my favorite traditions. Her just being like, "Yeah, bitches, go stream my shit." Run it up, Run it us, up, money. All of, us, all of us, just being like, "Yeah." It's how many, how
2: many, how many streams do you think "All
3: I Want for Christmas" has? It's yeah. at least,
1: you have it's guess. at least four hundred million.
3: Oh, it's way more than that. Gotta be, I. I bet uh, it's going it, have a billion. I think it's probably a billion On, be my price is right. guess.
2: Ooh. Okay. On Spotify alone, 931 million.
3: Jesus Christ. Yeah. She's going to cross a billion
1: this year. Probably. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
3: that doesn't count. Wow. Apple music, Amazon music, YouTube. It's, that's insane. It's, It's the GOAT. It it gets no better.
1: (laughs) We love you, Mariah Carey. Please don't tweet anything weird.
2: All right, Dex.
3: I'm so far behind on these picks. I'm just giving up for right now. And I'll go back and do it later. Uh. (laughs) (sighs) I'm going. I'm just going to play from the heart and just pick someone who is very near and dear to me. I'm going to go with Shrek. I fucking love Shrek. <laughs> Shrek is fucking awesome. I just I fucking love Shrek. I have the Shrek series like on a Blu-ray box set because I saw it in Walmart on sale one time. even like the Forever After weeks. one,
2: even the Forever
3: After one. Yeah, I I will just put on a Shrek movie every now and then. I fucking love Shrek. Shrek is hilarious. You know it's right? Shrek. Shrek. You know what's funny about
2: about those movies is how. Critically acclaimed, the first two were everybody because of all the subsequent follow ups and like puss in boots and shit like that. Like, everybody forgets that those both won like Academy Awards for Best uh, Animated Picture because they're incredible. First two are awesome. Uh, the adult humor in those is, is incredible. Um, I guess just to end it, I mean, I don't want to end it on a whimper, but also, yeah, uh, James Bond, <laughs> yeah, makes Torn- sense. 23 fucking movies like good lord there's a reason they keep making them because people are like he's cool i want to be cool because i'm not cool i'll never be this cool but i can go live vicariously through a hot cool person i'm gonna go do that now it's better when they're not like two and a half hours long like if they live sort of like in the two hour range i think this is where these movies are you know chef's kiss but like but like yeah.
1: Anyway, maybe it's maybe it's Idris Elba time. Maybe it's Idris Elba time. Yeah, it's I tell time.
2: you what, Robert Block, Broccoli, he will not turn it down.
1: <laughs> oh, so, trust me,
3: he's in there. If they offer it, he coming. He'll, like, he'll, he'll say for, yes. It, be, he'll he'll do, it do it for less money.
1: Yes. Yeah, he'll say yes before he even knows how much is being paid. Like, yes, I'm in. Sign me Doesn't up.
3: Doesn't matter. Book it. Let's go. But yeah, I, I'd be down for that. That's a good use of Idris Elba's time. Let's do it.
2: Well, real quick, let's let's look at. uh James Bond replacements and see what we think, and then we'll wrap this up. Uh, all right. James Bond, it's gonna be a black
1: person or a woman, so we can eliminate everybody else.
2: I guarantee you it won't be a woman because they've already said it won't
1: be. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah, they've already said that. So uh, um, no,
3: Jane Bond said. I, no. Well, maybe
1: I shouldn't say he'll be a black man, but he would definitely be a non-white man for sure. Okay, so Tom Hardy. What do we think? No, white. Uh,
2: no, white. <laughs> uh, Henry Cavill. You already said no. White. Idris Elba. Hey. I'm in. Uh, I, the guy from uh, Bridgerton. Reggie? Reg, 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 no. Jean Page? No. No. Killian Murphy.
1: Hell no. White. <laughs> Richard Madden. Yeah. I don't know who that is, but he sounds white. He
2: is, white. <laughs> he, is, he is very white. He's, he's the, he's, um what was his character in Game of Thrones?
3: Rob. He's Rob.
1: Oh, Rob. Rob. Oh, fuck. No. Rob is <laughs> will never Rob. <laughs> Rob did nothing but piss me off. Rob will <laughs> never be my James Bond.
3: Hashtag not my James Bond. Can you imagine if he was fucking Rob Stark and then an MCU character and then James Bond? Like what? The I fuck will riot. Right? I will fucking riot.
1: <laughs> Rob did nothing but make mistakes, bro. That's not my James Bond. It would never be my James Bond. Dev Patel. Oh, I'm in.
3: Yeah, we could do that. Hmm. Yeah.
2: If he puts on some. Oh, he doesn't even really have to put on any muscle. Oh,
3: anything. wait. No, I have him confused. I I guess I could still do that, but I was thinking of a different person. I was thinking of Riz Ahmed in my head. When you said oh, that. I could do Riz Ahmed. That's racist. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm sorry. I apologize to all of our listeners who might have been offended. I don't know when I'll be putting on this headset again. <laughs> hey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yes, also Riz Ahmed could and should probably. Like he's like, that, dude, that dude's hot as shit too. Like, holy crap. And uh, it's also British, so it works. Yeah. Tom Hiddleston.
3: No.
1: Much love to Tom Hiddleston. No.
2: Here's my one that I really think could actually do it. And if you want to, uh, if you want a person of color, Henry Golding.
1: Yeah. Was oh, yeah. that is that Crazy Rich Asians guy? Yeah, it Yes. Is. I can see it. He's a little young though, right? Is James? Yeah. Burr, I guess James Bond hasn't always been old. He's in he's, his thirties. He's he's like thirty. That. We just did Daniel Craig. He's
2: like 65. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> um, it doesn't, you know, movies, it, Harrison Ford, like, literally is like 85. Like, he's about to, or 78. He's about to do another action, Indiana Jones. But you don't, it doesn't matter how old you are anymore.
1: Wait, Harrison Ford is going to be in the new Indiana Jones movie? I didn't yeah. know that. No, not, he is Indiana no. Jones. Did you not know that? How? Have you seen Harrison Ford lately? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean he's Indiana Jones? What the fuck is he gonna do? Wait, does Indiana Jones fight people?
3: He's uh, gonna be fucking swinging through the forest or some shit. Have
1: y'all seen Harrison Ford lately, guys? This not going to work. Hey,
3: well, you know, he's, they gotta try. Uh, it. He, he just likes
2: being high and crashing planes. Doesn't really. Matter. I'm I sure looked up.
1: People will
3: love
2: it.
1: I looked at some Indiana Jones gifts. There's no way Harrison Ford's doing any of this shit at his age. This is insane. This is not happening.
2: Uh, John Boyega or Daniel Kaluuya?
1: Yes and yes.
3: Kaluuya, Kaluuya as Bond,
1: yeah. or Brian Tyree Henry as Bond. I'm in. I'm fucking in.
3: I forgot you have the Brian Tyree Henry thing. I couldn't remember who it was, but I yes. love him. Okay,
1: I love him. I'm by all the stock. I've purchased all the stock. I'm here. Gotta, that's, a sure. the, uh, that's a tough look <laughs> after the. That's a tough look after
2: the Godzilla versus Kong movie, but okay. <laughs>
1: Is hey, it? it was not his fault that they gave him nothing to do.
3: Tough luck. Kyle Chandler's James Bond. Kyle Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, Coach Taylor. Bott. Coach Taylor, Taylor as James Bond is amazing. <laughs> Love Coach Taylor. He'll <laughs> always be Coach Taylor. It doesn't matter what he does.
2: No, but him as M, though, would actually work. Like, Listen, James. You are not my double. That is not my 007. You are my 007. Do you understand me right now? I need you to go out there and be a team leader. Do you understand me right now? All these girls are going to try to suck your dick, but I, well, let me tell you something. You got to focus on the mission, son.
3: Listen here, James. Yeah. The Russians are coming. All right. <sighs> all
2: good right. Times. Good times. We that, it was good to be back. Uh, programming note. I am getting married. Um,
3: He will soon be Mr. Royden Watley.
2: Yes, (laughs) absolutely. That is what's happened. Sure. Um, (laughs) Turn up. No. So uh, thank you to all the people after Caitlin was in her accident that um, tweeted me and stuff. Like, I really appreciate it. Uh, If you listen to this, thank you so much. well, Uh, Caitlin. Yeah. So
3: we love you, Caitlin.
2: So we are still going on with our wedding and everything else. Um, uh, Dex will be there trying to stomp a hole through the dance floor to, to Copperhead Road. Of
3: and- Turn up. 17 White Claws Deep trying yeah. to impress Caitlin's nursing friends. <laughs> and
2: uh, we will. Um, so I'm going to drop this episode as soon as possible. If you're listening to this the- and then after that, we're going to go on another break for a little bit uh, because of life and honeymooning and things like that so we're gonna just just know that just be thinking of we will be back we will be back and we'll probably be doing dune the next time we talk actually
1: oh i can't fucking wait
2: yeah we'll probably be doing dune if not uh, a throwback review which is kind of what happens when we can't get to the movies just just so you know that is what happens when we can't get to the movies we're what movies are on tv
3: um all right, so yeah, you're not watching Dune on HBO Max. We are nah, going to a sorry. movie theater.
1: I'm we absolutely not... going to be in the movie theater. I can't fucking wait. Support yeah. Real this weekend Cinema. is
3: going down. Take your ass to a movie theater and see Dune in IMAX or Dolby Cinema or whatever the fuck they got where you go to the movies. Those the those chairs, those
2: chairs at Cinemark that shake and blow water on you.
1: <laughs> I can't fucking wait.
2: Um. Yeah, so we're going to go probably do next uh, next podcast. All right, so strap in, and go see that, or just watch it on HBO Max if you're not comfortable. I don't give a shit, but actually go to the theater. Anyway, you can find us at One Take Pod, One Take Podcast on uh, all of your podcasting networks and platforms. We really appreciate the downloads and the listens. Like we said, uh, our last episode was the most downloaded episode ever. We would appreciate if this one was the most downloaded episode ever. One Take Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok and YouTube. One Take Podcast on YouTube as well. Stream these episodes before they drop on the podcasting platforms. Dex, what are we doing?
3: Hashtag support Florence Pugh. Hashtag defund Romney.
2: I love it. Also, if you go to Apollo HOU, use the promo code One Take Pod. You can get 10% off on any Houston sports merch or a One Take Podcast shirt, which we would really appreciate you buying. Uh, promo code One Take Pod for 10% off. The Astros uh, are up three to two when you're listening to this in the ALCS. Boo. Over the Boston Red Sox. Um, Boo, Red Sox it, as well. <laughs> I mean, sorry to the Yankees, but not sorry. Um,
1: yeah, this has to be like your worst nightmare, right? Yeah, I, as I a Yankees no I have no interest in I hate the Astros. I hate the Red Sox. I hope they both lose.
2: <laughs> uh, buddy, let me tell you, it's not going to happen. <laughs>
3: The Astros out here restoring the feeling. you love to see it. The baseball needs a villain and we are happy to be it. So
2: all right. Buy the merch. Yeah. One more time, Dex. Who are we were supporting?
3: Hashtag support for few, baby. Yeah.
2: we out.